0: The Lord be with you. And I so. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory Jesus went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? And he said to them, Strive to enter by the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the householder has risen up and shut the door, you will begin to stand outside to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us. He will answer you, I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. He will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. There you will weep and gnash your teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrust out. And men will come from east and west and from north and south and sit at table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some who are some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise so we had yesterday the parables, and we've had through luke 's gospel now the parables where the Lord explains the kingdom of heaven and its activities, both inside and what is required of us with regards to our actions and the way in which we work for the spread of that kingdom. And now we can see that the Lord practices what he preaches. He went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that final goal of his life on earth, where he will suffer and die for us, where he will accomplish the things that he has promised. It's all the works that the Lord promises through his words, all of the graces that he promises to his disciples and to those who follow him, he is on his way to accomplish in Jerusalem with his mind. And at a certain point, it says, he fixes his face towards Jerusalem, towards that great paschal mystery, the passion, death, and resurrection of Christ by which he will achieve that which he promised He also then goes through towns and villages. One of the church fathers notes here, he says, the Lord neglects no place even if it is very small. He doesn't just go through cities, large places where there's a lot of people. He goes even through the small villages, preaching everywhere, giving everywhere the opportunity of receiving his truth and receiving his grace and receiving him himself. Giving everyone the option to follow this narrow way which leads to life. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, the Lord, when He speaks to His people, He gives them a fundamental choice of life. He says, I lay before you life and happiness or death and misery. Choose one. Choose life, He says to them, that you may live. And so also you have what the Lord was saying then in Deuteronomy, you have present here in what the Lord is saying to his people, which is that there are two final goals of human life and it is for us to choose, but each goal has a way towards it. And the way towards the gate of eternal life and happiness is singular. The way towards the final end of misery is multiple, many, wide, broad. The way to life is one because it is one himself. It is Christ. I am the way, the truth, the life. The narrow way, the narrow door is Jesus himself. And that constraining, as one of the commentators says, it is narrow, meaning almost pushed in, is like, as one of these commentators says, the hands of God as he forms us in the image that he wants us to be. He presses us into this narrow way, which is conformity to Christ, so that we can be like him. And in being like him, we are walking on that way to eternal life. That goal of eternal joy was closed to us, but it has been opened through the marvelous Paschal mystery of the Lord, Through his passion, death, and resurrection, the goal of happiness is now open to his people. But the way is still one. It is Christ himself. And so the Lord says to the one who questions, will it only be a few who are saved? You can almost imagine what his thinking is, is "Is it worth the effort? Is it worth the effort? What kind of chance do I have of making it? the lord is saying that's the wrong type of attitude to have in your heart if that's where you start you'll never make it if that's the decision that you make in the beginning you'll never get to the final goal so the lord says strive to enter striving that word meaning make great effort make great effort to enter by the narrow door the one singular door that is christ himself and he says otherwise what will happen is you will stand at the door and knock, and the Lord will say, I do not know where you come from. I do not know where you come from. Why? Because they have not come from himself. They have another source. They have another source that is not Jesus Christ. And he says, I do not know you. And they will say, but we ate and drank in your presence and we heard your preaching. But there was no conformity of life to the one in whose presence they ate and drank, and there was no conformity of life to the one whose preaching they heard. We are not exempt from this, from this danger. We come to the Mass, where we not only eat and drink in his presence, but we eat and drink his presence. And we also don't hear him preaching in the streets, but we hear his word from the pulpit, as it is read and proclaimed. And it is for us to conform our lives to this presence, to this word, so that the Lord knows where we are from. We are from him. Our life comes from the Eucharist and leads back to the Eucharist. That is what the Catechism means when it says that the Eucharist is the source and summit of Christian life, because it is Christ himself. And for us to live from and for Christ is for us to live from and for the blessed sacrament. Let us pray for the grace to conform our life to Christ, to choose that narrow door which is Christ himself, and to strive with great effort to enter heaven by it. Amen.